Hi, and welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast, your place for free, expert tennis instruction that can truly help you improve your game. Welcome to episode number 329 of the Essential Tennis Podcast. Really looking forward to talking about tennis therapy today, something a little bit different and definitely kind of personal and maybe uncomfortable for some people. So that'll be that'll be interesting to hear feedback about this particular topic. Two quick pieces of housekeeping before we get into today's topic. And that is, first of all, I want to thank two users who recently left a review on the Apple Podcasts app of the Essential Tennis Podcast, Lisa Ibis and Coop Deville 75. Thank you both very much for leaving your reviews, your ratings. Appreciate that very much. Thank you for your support of what I'm doing here on the podcast. Secondly, we're going to move into a little bit of experimentation with the format. Over the last year or two, I've been doing kind of longer formats, like very carefully thought out episodes that are around 30 minutes, where I really kind of break things down in detail around a certain topic. And I, I want to experiment with, instead of once per week in a longer episode, where it takes a lot more time, it takes a lot more energy to put those together and 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 actually get it out there into the world. And so, therefore, when I get busy, it's that much less likely that I'll actually get out a podcast that week. <laughs> so I want to experiment with a shorter format between five and 10 minutes is kind of what I'm shooting for here and twice a week. And that way I can fit two kind of thoughts or two episodes into the same amount of time that it used to take me to make one, which means that on a more busy week, it's much more likely that I'll be able to keep up with at least one episode. And so that's my kind of thought process. So today's episode will be uh, first of that type of delivery. I'm going to shoot for probably somewhere around the 10-minute neighborhood with today's topic. And then we're going to do a second topic this week as well. And goal is, is going to be to do two topics, two episodes per week, and a little bit shorter, around 10 minutes. But if I get really busy, then hopefully I can at least get out one. So that's my thought process. I want to keep going. I want it to be a very regular thing, and it, it's very difficult for that to happen with the longer, more in-depth topics. Not that I won't do those from time to time, but I just want to experiment with this. So that's your heads up. Let's talk about tennis therapy. And this is definitely kind of a personal topic for me today. And it begins in the counseling office that my wife and I have been going to for the last several years. We were we were at a really low point. My wife and I have been married for 15 years. We in case in case you don't know, we have two kids. We have a, a nine year old and a six year old. And we were at a point right after my my son was born, our, our six year old. We were at a really really low point at kind of building up to, and kind of everything kind of came to a head at about the point when he was a year old. And my my wife, after giving birth to him, had a really hard time recovering, much much more difficult than than after my daughter, our, our first child, and a whole bunch of things snowballed for both of us. And we got to the point where we were in a really bad spot about five years ago. And we've been working hard to get out of that spot. And 
working hard on ourselves individually. We've been working hard on our relationship, working hard on putting good habits and good boundaries in the place to, to protect our health, our emotional well-being, and our, our physical well-being, again, as individuals and as, as a couple, and just all kinds of work that, frankly, we should have been doing all along, but we just didn't realize kind of the point that we got to until we were kind of at rock bottom, which is a really, you know, you kind of hear the different variations of that story over and over again from people who hit a rough spot uh, in their life and then have to kind of dig their, their way out. So my wife and I were recently there talking to the, the person that we've been working with for, for several years now. She's been doing an incredible job with us and we're super grateful for the blessing that she's been to us. And she actually kind of spent a minute and, and praised this a little bit for the hard work that we've been doing and for the progress that we've made. She's seen us come a really long ways in the last last couple of years. And, and we're in a much healthier, happier place. And she made a comment that really kind of stuck out to me. She, she said, as she was kind of commending us for doing the hard work and for making progress and for actually making positive headway, she kind of in passing made the comment that most people in life get stuck at a certain point and sometimes it's in a really low spot and sometimes not really. It's, you know, they can still manage, they're still functional, uh, they're, they're still able to be, uh, you know, a contributing member to society, but it's just not their happiest spot and and they don't ever really know why and it's because they're not really open to knowing the truth they're not open to doing the hard work of digging into what makes them tick and digging into the the patterns that are the reality of their everyday lives both on the inside and on the outside the habits they have that make up their their day-to-day routine the thought patterns that they have the assumptions that they carry in their head the the negative uh, thoughts that they have associated with different people and relationships. There's all day to day. So much of what we do is automatic and it is subconscious. And we're just kind of on autopilot for a great deal of what we do day to day in our interpersonal relationships and also just relating to ourselves as individuals. And most people are not open to the idea that uh, there are things that they can improve about themselves, and they're uncomfortable with the idea of exploring what makes them who they are. And my wife and I have, have learned a lot about family of origin type things, where we're a product of nature and nurture, and the environment we grew up in plays a huge role in who we become as as adults. And so much of that is kind of baked in, and we don't even know it. And it's easy to go through life with all kinds of unhealthy patterns and habits that we have no awareness of what they are, much less where they came from. And so how can you possibly think that you're going to just magically change and break out of those ruts and break out of those habits? So tennis is the same. I'm <laughs> uh, just wondering how many of you listening are like, okay, when when is he going to talk about tennis? Everything I everything I just described, tennis is exactly the same. All of those ruts, all of those patterns, all of those habits, all of those subconscious reactions that just happen 
out of necessity of just uh, adapting to whatever the environment is. You know, you get a ball hit to your feet or uh, you get stretched out wide to your backhand side or you're serving and it's a second serve and you're under pressure. Different environments draw out other completely automatic subconscious responses from our bodies and from our minds that that express themselves in different techniques and different movement patterns, uh, different ways that we that we move our body and move our feet and position ourselves. And most of us don't know the truth of what those patterns are. Just like most of us, again, this, some people probably will be a little uncomfortable with this conversation, but the reality is most of us don't really know the depths of who of what makes us who we are as people either. And I believe there's a tremendous amount of carryover between that kind of personal development and self-help or getting help from others, whatever way we want to go about it, whatever the, the median is or the delivery system is, most of us are really uncomfortable with the idea of being faced with what the truth is about who we are and why we're that way. And it's the same thing on, on the tennis court. And it's critical to understand that without knowing those things about our tennis game, only incremental surface level changes are possible because that's what we're focusing on without diving beneath the surface and without learning more about who we truly are as a player and who we are as an athlete and what makes up our habits and our reactions to the ball, our automatic responses to the ball without diving into the truth and full depth of what those things are. How can you possibly hope to make positive change or impactful change that's meaningful and makes a big difference in the way that you play the game of tennis. And so this is why video is critical and why I talk about video constantly on this show and why I talk about why we talk about all three of us coaches currently at Essential Tennis, why we talk about it constantly with our students and we don't do anything ever with any of our students without a video camera or an iPad rolling at all times because it's the only way to know for sure. It's the only way to know who you really are as a player and if you're moving in the right direction because what it feels like will never be enough. It will never be accurate enough of a picture or an indication of what we're doing. Reality is completely different from what it feels like to hit a forehand or to hit a backhand volley or to hit an overhead. Reality will always be different. And so video is the only way to get an objective uh, truth about what it is that you're doing on the court. And yeah, you can go take lessons with, with a coach and there's lots of great coaches out there. But at the end of the day, a coach can explain all he wants and he can be as detailed and observant and have a huge amount of expertise, but seeing it actually happen is really what it takes to have the full picture. You can hear all the descriptions you want and you can get all the secondhand analysis and description you want from really knowledgeable people, but it's a completely different experience when you see yourself right there on the screen in slow motion, moving through that crappy backhand, which is what it is for me. It's a completely different story when you see it 
in real life side by side with a world-class example. I'm just telling you that based on my own personal experience as a tennis player and as a practitioner and a, and a coach, and also my experience standing next to players and revealing to them for the first time, dozens and dozens and dozens of times I've gone through that experience of standing next to a player who's taken lessons for decades and spent thousands and thousands of dollars on lessons. And I'm standing there holding the iPad and watching the look on their face as they learn for the very first time what the reality is of their game. And that is intimidating and that is scary. Just like therapy is intimidating and scary in, in you know normal life and real life, working on ourselves, video is intimidating and scary on the tennis court because we're faced with that same that same reality of coming face to face with exactly what it is that's going on, and then you can take a meaningful step forwards. So, just wanted to share that parallel. It's something I've been thinking about. Hopefully that's kind of illuminating to you. Curious what your thoughts are. And as always, if you have any topics, any questions, anything you'd like to hear my thoughts on uh, here here on the podcast, you can always send me an email to ian at essentialtennis.com. You can let me know about the new uh, format change as well. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next time. For more free game-improving instruction, be sure to check out essentialtennis.com where you'll find hundreds of video audio, and written lessons. Also, be sure to subscribe to Essential Tennis on iTunes and YouTube, where we are the number one resource in the world, providing passionate instruction for passionate tennis players. Thank you so much for listening today. Take care, and good luck with your tennis.